1: It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Alright, we're back with Dan Walshmer having a great conversation about leadership change, change mechanics. So, one thing I want to get into with you is, you incorporate a lot of physical challenges into your life, right? I mean, do you do you see physical challenges as part of the change that people need to incorporate in order to succeed? I mean, is that something you see a correlation with, or, or maybe it's not even a maybe it's some challenge outside of work, let's say, whether it's physical or whatever. Though I, I know you you and I both love the physical challenge part of it.
2: Yeah. So I think here 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 is what here is what I've observed. There are a lot of intangibles in life, right? A lot of things that are out of your control. Uh, you know, for instance, um, you know, we work with companies and uh, that company gets bought by another company. And they all of a sudden decide, we like this handsome dude. We don't, you know, we like this handsome dude named Dan Walshman, but we no longer need to hire him. And I'm going, wait, 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 don't fire me. You know, and, but, but, you know, hey, that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's outside my control. Now, why I like physical challenges are because it feels like more is in my control. So like with running, I went running a couple hours ago, just a short eight mile run. Wasn't anything too like drawn out. And, but there, I just literally go out of my office. Uh, we've got showers and everything here, throw on a pair of running shorts. I don't mm-hmm. even need a shirt. I need a shorts, a pair of socks and shoes, and I go out and run and that's it. I come back and, 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 and I feel, you know, feel great. Um, it, it feels like there's an honesty there, like, you know, I can't bullshit it, right? It's like I either did or I didn't. And life is a lot more, it feels like gray. And so with the physical challenge, uh, it empowers me, you know, it empowers me and it gives me energy and strength to conquer the things that are a little more com- complex, the things that are a little more emotional, things that, are, that require, you know, a little bit more internal resolve. And so, um, and so I think the physical challenge has this dotted line, if I'm using, you know, the big business jargon, the dotted line to, uh, the, 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 the very dark line, you know, called success. It, it basically helps me, uh, uh, in, in a lot of ways that aren't clear until they are clear, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, figure things out and, and, you know, sometimes I'm running, I'll have a thought and like, oh Yes. I should do that, or why didn't I think of that sooner? Or you know, hey Dan, you should apologize to that person, or you kind of went overboard, or you know, call Sarah, uh, my wife, and and you should really get this straightened out. It's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't, that wasn't awesome. So just you know, it's these times where I'm not thinking, my phone isn't with me, and I'm not thinking about anything other than how hard can I run? You know what I mean? Um, what's my what's my training for the day am i running hills am i running short sprints or am i just running a long run to recover and 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 just like letting my mind kind of get healthy again
1: yeah and i i encourage people that are looking at that uh, you know what should i do physically cuz you know we want to treat the whole person when <laughs> we're talking about business and business success is if you have a chance and you're you know you're looking for making some changes and one of the changes is what you're doing Physically to stay fit and healthy is think about doing it in a group because there's that accountability, right? You can't you can't cut corners. You know, if the group says we're going to meet and run every day at at uh, six a.m., you know, if you don't show up at six a.m., you know, you're accountable to these people. Why didn't you show up? And yep. so I think that this having this discipline, at least to me. And to the people I work with is, that really becomes important, and that does bleed over and does carry over into your work life, because suddenly you're seeing where you were trying to maybe sh- cut corners before, trying to take shortcut, trying to do it the easy way. And hey, if you want to run 100 miles, there's no easy way to train for that. That's right.
2: Yeah, that's right. And you're, you're right. Um, you know, when you run a marathon, you know it's conceivable that you go out and run 20, 20 miles, right? Um, and, and you come back and you can probably still walk around, right? Uh, you probably can't go run a hundred miles. One it's going to take you all day, <laughs> <laughs> but you can't just go out and run a hundred mile training run and come back and go, well, I think that was good. I mean, it's going to take, take your body a few days to go to recover from that. So, uh, so yeah, so there's gotta be, you know, there's got, you got, you, you know, that, that requires you know, kind of a different set of skills. I, I completely agree with you. If you want to conquer in business, one of the ways to get on a fast track there, one of the ways to, as you said, treat the whole you is to get involved in something. You know, everyone's doing the CrossFit thing now. Uh, I was a joint member of my YMCA for a while during the winter. Mm-hmm. I go to these go to these classes. Even as a runner, I got to tell you, it kicked my butt, you know, doing the burpees and all these different things. I, oh, thought, yeah. I, was, yeah. I thought
1: I was pretty strong. Guess what? I wasn't. Yeah, all those, those bodyweight exercises take a toll.
2: Oh yeah, but you know what it does? It just it gives you an avenue. I mean, how many you know, you know, how many people listening say like, "Oh, I'm so frustrated by my boss. I want to choke him." Okay, listen. Go to a class and go do some burpees. You won't want to choke your boss at the end, right? You won't hate your life at the end. Listen, you'll be sweaty, but you'll be like fist pump to me. I finished it. I feel pretty good, right? What you won't be is, I mean, it's just a whole attitude shift. You will we feel hopeless.
1: Right. And especially these days, given all the social media tools that exist around running, whether it's Strava or MapMyRun or MapMyRide, if you're a bicycle rider or whatever, share it. Because then, yeah. then you see what other people are doing and then you do have this group accountability. And as you said, you're, you're going to be pumped because you're going to get on there and log on your latest ride segment and you're going to find that you're you know, king of the mountain for the day.
2: Yeah, that's right. It's exactly right. And, it, that, and guess what? Guess what? That little extra bit of confidence might be the difference between you biting your tongue or mouthing off to a, to a, a legacy customer and getting fired, right? right? It might be the difference between you having a little bit extra confidence to look your boss in the eye and go, can I be the only one in the room to, to, to state the obvious, that this is a really dumb idea? <laughs> you know, and he goes, you know what? I've been thinking the same thing. I'm glad you had the courage to speak up. You know, just, you know, there are all these things that, 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 that confidence that physical exercise does. And most importantly, most importantly, it, it, it's going to be a stress reliever. There's a lot of stress that we take out on our families. We take out on the wrong people. You know, we, we, it's often said you, you hurt the ones you love the most, you know, and and to be honest with you, that's just, you know, the, a better outlet is to say, I'm going to go home and go running, or I'm going to go to a kickboxing class, or I'm going to go to whatever it is, I'm going to go to that group activity and, and, and just leave my frustration there. You'll come back feeling so much better. Um, you won't have so much negative energy, and you probably won't be building up any baggage <laughs> that you'll have to fix later.
1: Well, all right. And I think... This gets back to the whole issue I think you spoke about before in terms of protection, right? People are protecting themselves. Is a lot of times people don't embark on these physical challenges, whether it's just going to a class or setting a goal of running a marathon or half marathon, because of fear, right? Yes, yeah, so right. Fear of failure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the only guarantee of failure is if you don't do it, right?
2: That's <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: So yeah, yeah, you know, it, it really does. I think for a lot of people, really can help transform them as individuals in their work life. As you said, is to live an important part of your life outside of work. You know, find that thing that's a real important goal, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical challenge. It could be, you know, a charitable or a philanthropic pursuit that you work on. But have something else that you challenge yourself with, and you force yourself to do something new outside your comfort zone.
2: Yeah, you know, as I think about how I was raised, because often people will say, like, you know, how did you do this stuff at an early age? And I go, look, it's it's really hard to draw direct lines. There's a lot of dotted lines. But I think overall, the one the one word that sums it up and it's not even a word that that I coined. Someone else said it to me and I go, yeah, you've nailed it. Mastery. So one thing that my mom taught me and she always always says, stop telling stories about me on stage and all that stuff. You're (laughs) embarrassing me. But, you know, she taught us a sense of mastery that whatever, you know, you know, it's not good enough to be good. You want to be great. And guess what? You can't be great at everything, so find one or two things you can be great at. Be great at those things. But it's not, you know, don't, don't pat yourself on the back just because you're better than one other person. So that's what this physical exercise can do, is it teaches you a sense of mastery. Hey, I did pretty darn good at push-ups. I used to be able to do three. Now I can do seven. That's awesome. I talked to someone the other day who's lost 50 pounds in the last eight weeks. Wow. That's pretty darn good. Keep going. He's got you know 200 more pounds to go. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Right. Um, so so you know this sense of mastery uh, will get you closer to where you want to be. And I, and I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of business leaders who are good at the. Um, I get to the office at 7 a.m. I'm going to leave at 8 a.m. And I don't want to leave at all because then people you know will, won't think I'm serious and all this this blah 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 all this kind of stuff. And what they need to do is just say, look, I need to focus on what's important. I'm going to take an hour out of my day, and I I do this almost every day. I'm taking 90 minutes out of my day, not at the beginning and not at the end of my day, in the middle of the day, in the the prime money-making time of the day. I'm going to take time out of the day to keep my head focused and straight whether it's meditation, whether it's running and meditation and a shower, whatever it is, sometimes I have time for all three, sometimes I have time for one or two, right? But mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's why, why? Because uh, I'm just much more effective. And, and, and for me, that means I might be able to do in, in 30 minutes what, um, if, if I would have ground through and not stopped, it might have taken me two hours to do that.
1: Right, no, I agree. It's absolutely, absolutely essential, right? I sort of combine that with even every hour. I set a little alarm, take two minutes to get up and move and do something just so I can stretch my legs, get refocused, re-energized, come back to work hard for another 58 minutes. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, we're going to take one last break. When we come back, we're going to ask Dan some rapid-fire questions. This is Andy Paul, and join us again with Dan Walshman after the break. Hi, this is Andy. Connect & Cell is used by sales reps at nearly a 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect & Cell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect & Cell can be deployed directly to your sales reps, or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit connectandsell.com to learn more about how Connect & Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Okay, welcome back uh, with guest today, Dan make sure, Again, Make sure you follow Dan online at danwalchmidt.com. A lot of great, great advice on developing the right attitude to succeed and succeed in business and life. So Dan, we're going to have some rapid fire questions here. You can give me one word answers or... Elaborate if you wish. So, what's the most powerful sales tool in your arsenal? Honesty. Name one tool you use for sales management that you can't live without. Todoist. Love it. So, love it. Love it. Love it. Tell us about
2: Todoist. Todoist.com. It has the best series of reoccurring events I've ever found. Most people, I find, are well-meaning, but don't uh, don't achieve the level of success they could have because they don't do the right things the right number of times. So we have a series of recurring tasks we do every day. Um, and, uh, and so I think it's important. Those sort of things are wildly important. Todoist.com. It's three bucks a month for their like, super advanced, uh, important package. So I love that. I All love right, it. Love People, check app.
1: out todoist.com. Who's your sales role, role model?
2: Uh, I often joke Alexander the Great, you know, what I joke about, and I, but on a, serious, on a serious note, you know, back then, if you wanted something, you didn't ask for it. You picked up a sword and took it. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't dance around in front of people and say, I want you, I want you to go. He just said, we're going to take it. Uh, Thirty-second story, when Alexander the Great got to the edge of Persia, King Parthos in India had elephants. And no one had ever conquered India because elephants would step on you and crush you. And so after 10 years of fighting and conquering most of the known world, Alexander's men were tired, hadn't been laid, you know, literally 10 years around the road. It's horrible. Alexander the Great, his teacher was Aristotle, who gave him some wise counsel. He stood up in front of his men and he said this simply, uh, uh, you know, I'm hearing these rumblings. I will make those who go with me the envy of those who stay. And then he sat back down. That was it. He didn't try to sell him, right? He didn't try to pitch him. All he basically said was, you know me. Basically what he said in 2015 language was, you know me. If you come with me, we're going to kick butt. And if you don't, you're going to feel like a loser. And I kind of think about that from time to time is in all of our fanciness and nerdiness. And I love the nerdy tools. I love it, love it, love it. I feel like we've lost something—that spirit of conquest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want it, just go get it. By the way, the conclusion to that story is Alexander the Great was the first uh, general to ever conquer King Parthos. Right. Um, and so, pretty, pretty, pretty awesome kind of story. I think about all the time. What's the one
1: book that every salesperson should read?
2: One of the most truly transformational books for me was an old, old book, You Can't Teach a Kid to Ride a Bike at a Seminar. And that's a book from David Sandler way back in the day. Got it. Uh, but that changed my thinking as, a, as a, like a 17, 18-year-old punk. I had read 40 or 50 books on sales, mm-hmm. and I was just disappointed. I came across this book, and I thought, yes, now I've got it. Since then, I think there's, there's obviously the model doesn't work really for what I do and completely... Uh, As it is, it's a little outdated, but I man, that book changed my thinking specifically the two questions. What makes you say that and tell me more in a pinch instead of trying to sell or close? All I have to do is ask a question. Huh? What makes you say that has changed my whole life of selling? Literally those two questions.
1: What's the one book everyone should read? Well, I would tell you edgy
2: conversations Mm -hmm. because that's that's my book, of course. But but on a uh, on on a more serious note, uh, I would say that let me throw out a category. I I find uh, that we don't often spend the time reading biographies and they're so enriching. You know, you read Walter Isaacson's book about Steve Jobs. Right. You know, you know, you. But I think from time to time, find about find something that fascinates you and read a biography, because what you're going to find is interesting. You go to business school and you kind of learn how to make a spreadsheet. With that revenue area arrow just goes up and 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 it's like you get this sense in your head that if you just follow the right formula it's all gonna work out and then you read biographies and you hear the tortured existence of high achievers and it it, it sheds a light on what it really takes to be amazing and i think you'll learn something from it you'll learn the other side the unspoken story of success and leadership and I know it's framed up my whole life. It's, 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 it's led me to where I am now, and I try to keep reading biographies.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the lesson of persistence you talked about is just one that's, that's fascinating. I mean, take Ray Kroc, who founded McDonald's. Or, that's right, that's right. Let's say, sp- responsible for the spread of McDonald's. Um, that's right. He was, what, 51, had failed several times in previous careers, but found, through persistence, found the right opportunity.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, William H. Macy, you know, you read his story. Failed four times to try to figure out how to set up a uh, department store. Went right. bankrupt four times. You know, it's just, you know, you read these stories. It's easy to say in summary four times, but that didn't happen like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no. Thursday. It was four like zealous, hardworking attempts at greatness. Boom, <laughs> utter failures, right. utter failures.
1: And if he had tried to protect himself, it would never have happened. That's right. So I think I know the answer to this next one, but I'll ask anyway. Favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up for a sales call?
2: Um, you know, I, I growing up, I had no, I wasn't allowed to listen to much music. Uh, but uh, in my, I married my wife, who like gave me this whole like uh, boot camp on awesome music. My iPod is full of everything from electronic dance to the Eagles mm-hmm. to to. But I tell you, a good cello and piano concerto. I know it sounds insane. It will put most people to sleep. But for me at times, the ebbs and flows empower me uh, to to go take on that next hill.
1: Excellent. First excel, first sales activity you do every day.
2: Check my email. I know some people tell you not to do it, but it's, it's, the first thing I do when I wake up out of bed is triage my email. Delete, 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 delete. Save for later, save for later. Answer right now. And I'll tell you, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that it lets me know. And if you're in a services business and you're not in the habit of always listening to your customers, you're in for failure. If you're one of these people who says only check your email at two or three, you, depending upon the type of business you're in, you might be in a business where you can get away with it. But I'll be honest with you. If you're in a high response, uh, world where you're putting out fires, um, Uh, then uh, being responsive is something that we value. So it's literally the first thing I do, rolling out of bed. I'll walk to the shower on my iPhone going, delete, delete, delete. Pat, forward, forward, forward. forward, uh, Answer later, answer later, answer later, sort of thing.
1: So tell me one business where responsiveness is not important.
2: Well, I
1: I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So what's the one most important thing a new or inexperienced salesperson should focus on to improve?
2: Well, um, I think the, the idea of trying more is one that I see lacking sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so just being open to the idea that, uh, if the secret to success is not the formula, but it's the act of trying. So trying different things, uh, being honest about what works and what doesn't work. Uh, and I think it's that mindset shift. Uh, you gotta be hungry. You gotta be hungry and you're hungry because of why you're hungry. And so you got to spend time focusing on that. Be curious, you know. I I have a hundred of the smartest sales guru friends in the world, whose blogs I read every day, you know. Uh, and I'm scanning and I'm zipping and I'm. We you know what I'm. You know what I'm looking for as I'm scanning. What's that one nugget I can take away? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm power reading. I'm not. I'm not ingesting every word. I'm just. I'm zipping along, going. Give me something. Give me something. Give me something. It's that curiosity that even you know, where I am now in my career, it's like, I know I don't have it figured out. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Right. But that curiosity and hunger is what allows me to, to keep creating multimillion dollar success stories.
1: What's your favorite social media tool?
2: Twitter, I think. And why? Uh, I just like the ability to talk to anybody at any time, you know, uh, talk to uh, celebrities, uh, you know, get a fast stream of the news and you kind of feel like you're part of a big kind of like mosh pit, you know, jumping around, tagging people, having fun. Facebook is fun. I don't really care about everyone's political views. So, uh, you know, it seems like that is devolving into uh, right. we're all going to hell in a handbasket sort of drama,
1: but I really, I enjoy Twitter. So what celebrities do you tweet to?
2: Uh, A lot of them are runners, (laughs) 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 ultra runners, especially, (laughs) but uh, it's fun. And I follow what's funny. I'm a political wonk. So I'm, I'm following a lot of the MSNBC, you know, dudes and CNN dudes, uh, you know, just listening and, and, and catching up. So from time to time, we go back and forth on it. By the way, I'm shocked at the number of gurus that are on social media and I'll message them. And, uh, and there's no answer back. And I'm like, why are you here if you don't want to have a conversation? Right. Why did you show up at the networking event if you don't want to give me a business card? You know, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and, and by the way, you look at their stream and there's no conversation, Andy, at all. And like, meanwhile, you know, <clears throat> Brian Tracy <clears throat> or <laughs> others, why are you even here? Like, why, you know what? But, you know, I know one of their interns or somebody told them we have to be on this Twitter. But uh, anyways, times are changing.
1: Times are changing. What's your secret advice?
2: Um, I'm not a balanced person in in anything I do, uh, um, I, my secret advice used to be cigars, but, uh, that had to go with running. Um, yeah, I'm too paranoid to do, to do too much marijuana or anything like that, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so I don't know. I'm not too, I'm not too adventurous, I guess, but, uh, but, but probably the lack of balance is what, is what gets me into trouble the most.
1: All right. One question you get asked most frequently by salespeople.
2: Um, you know, how, how did I, you know, how did I become so successful? How did I make so much money? And how can they, you know, what's the one, or actually the the secret I get, the question is, what's the one thing I can do to be like you? Or what's the one thing I can do to make so much money? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, let me give you the answer. There is no one thing you can do. Exactly. Uh, so, but.
1: All right, last, but, question, last question for you. A little Bit of a long question, but so a hypothetical situation you're new to a company as a manager, you have one week to do something that'll have an impact with the sales team. What two changes do you make that will have that biggest impact?
2: Something I alluded to earlier with the swords mm-hmm. is get, getting emotional, uh, you know, changing the thinking of people by radically disrupting their mindsets. Um, you know you know it might be sometimes sales managers do it by you know axing somebody or mm-hmm. dropping the axe on somebody i think that can be a little bit uh you know unnecessary but but literally doing something to shift the mindset getting out of the office and going doing a mud run right you know or a mud walk it doesn't even have to be a run mud jog you know uh spending time one-on-one with salespeople and really understanding hopes fears dreams passions loves strengths weaknesses all that stuff something that, that gets inside people's heads and it stimulates them emotionally, mm-hmm. not in, not ad- intellectually.
1: Got it. Great answer. All right. Last, 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 last question. What do you consider your greatest success outside of work? Uh,
2: I used to say running. Now I think it's probably keeping my marriage together. You know, mm-hmm. I, I you know I think I learned a lot. Um, uh, I still am learning a lot. Um, geez, there's a lot I need to learn still. But um, I think you know, the, the beautiful thing, marriage is like the hardest, uh, it's just the hardest thing in the world. I, I, you know, and I don't mean that to be negative. I I think, you know, what the lessons you learn are beautifully enriching. You know, what's awesome is, you know, everybody else is in a marriage is going through the exact same thing. Goods, bads, uglies, you know, all all the, all the ups and downs and sideways is all of that. And so what's awesome about it is we're all humans and going through the same thing. And so if you can harness that, uh, that knowledge and awareness and then use it to speak to people honestly, man, uh, it's just, it's so powerful. It's so enriching.
1: Right. I mean, a lot of things that we talked about here today apply to your marriage as well. Yeah. Absolutely. In terms of succeeding. So great answer. Dan, I want to thank our today, thank our guest today, Dan Walshmit. Dan, how can people reach out to connect with you? Go
2: to danwalshmit.com um, or edgyconversations.com edgyconversations.com will point you to every, if it's hard to spell Waldschmidt, if you even get close to it, Google will auto correct the heck out of you and send you to me. So I'm grateful for them. Thank you, Google. But if you can go to edgy, if you want to go to edgyconversations, edgy conversations, edgyconversations.com, you can find uh, more about us. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and by the way, if you listen to this show and, uh, and you're, and you, uh, send me an email saying, as you listened, uh, I will send you a, Uh, a t-shirt for free that says shut up and be awesome. Uh, It has our edgy fist on it. And so this will be make sure people listened all the way to the end to us. Send me an email and say you listened to Andy and and Dan and you enjoyed this podcast. I'll send you a shut up and be awesome t-shirt.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much. So remember people, if you're an entrepreneur, you're in sales. And if you're in sales, you're an entrepreneur. Make it a part of your day every day to learn something new to help you amp up your business. Until next time, good selling everyone. Hi, this is Andy. I have a special offer for loyal listeners of Accelerate. It's a no-obligation, free trial of my zero-time-selling interactive online training. Now, I've worked with thousands of sales reps to teach them how to use my zero-time-selling to boost their productivity and transform the results. And so if you want to learn the same proven strategies to help you open more doors, have more effective sales conversations with prospects, and close more orders, then, my zero time selling interactive training system is a fit for you. It's incredibly simple to start. Just take out your smartphone and text the word trust, that's T R U S T, to 96,000. Now, do you have your phone ready? You're going to text us, send a text to 96,000. That's a nine and a six followed by three zeros. Now, enter the single word message trust and hit send, and you hear right back from me with instructions on how to sign up for your free trial on my zero time selling interactive training. I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com.
0: Hey, sales strategists at revenue.io. We're not just imagining the future of sales, we're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations. And after calls, we generate ready to send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at revenue.io.